You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you've been tracking uh, Locked On Fantasy Football all week, we've continued our look at the best offensive skill prospects in the 2021 NFL Draft. We got through the quarterbacks, we got through the wide receivers, and now we're turning our attention to a new position, the running backs. We will do what we did with uh, quarterbacks and running backs, take a look and spotlight the top three on my board here. This is the top three for most people here in some order. Three potential first-rounders. I think only one of these guys is likely to go in the first round, but still you would expect all three to be gone in by the mid-second round and all three to have some potential immediate fantasy football impact here with their landing spots and the production. So... Again, with running backs, we want the talent to manifest itself. We want it to be in the right system, but we also want the opportunity where you know the touches are going to come at high volume. It was a wait last year with Jonathan Taylor there, but he finally broke through with the Colts as they were forced to go in that direction with Marlon Mack getting hurt, and then uh, Taylor kind of was unwrapped in the second half as a workhorse. We saw that with DeAndre Swift. We saw that to some degree with J.K. Dobbins, so... These would be the big three of the 2021 class. Again, we'll break those down for you in full. Najee Harris of Alabama, Travis Etienne of Clemson, and Javante Williams of North Carolina. So we'll dedicate a segment each to all three backs here. And a nice way to close the week, uh, looking at uh, some exciting guys that we know are going to be in our fantasy football lineups in the near future. Let's start with Najee Harris. This guy... I mean, he's got tree trunks for legs, 6'2", 230 pounds. Josh Jacobs, uh, we know, was a first-round pick. Derrick Henry was a big-time second-rounder, a dominant fantasy football force. Jacobs, we'd like to be, used more, but here's the rub. Jacobs now has to split time with Kenny Drake. So you want Najee Harris in a situation where he's going to see the regular touches, and he certainly has that capability. He's a strong, a powerful runner. He can get it down between the tackles. Really took advantage of that great offensive line. He had Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson. Really powered through for Alabama. And then things opened up for them in the passing game where they could stretch a field with Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell. Previously, they had uh, Henry Ruggs III and Jerry Judy. So that opened things up in the passing game. They've had good blocking tight ends as well. So there was a lot of support for Najee Harris. So you want that to kind of translate into his NFL landing spot so again a guy that can roll over people push through uh, get those extra yards after contact so that's a nice element to his game but there's also his ability to do the little things right and that's what you need to get on the field and it doesn't surprise anyone you go to Alabama you're going to pick up those little things pretty effectively here that's what you had here with uh, the passing game he can pass protect he kept Mac Jones upright last year so they can throw the ball downfield at a high level. But he can also swing out and catch passes, so he can be that intermediate safety valve there. So very active there, can get into the open field. So you can trust Najee Harris over three downs. I think he's a guy that I trust most 
over three downs in this draft class, where he can be that workhorse, a lot like Jonathan Taylor was. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, had to evolve in that role a little bit as a receiver, but Jonathan Taylor had those natural abilities coming out of Wisconsin. So I see Harris maybe having that potential impact, hopefully in the right landing spot with the team here in 2021. So I'm really excited. I think Najee Harris certainly has immediate high-end RB2 potential. I'm going to say it that way. You might have to be a little patient for him to get the job, but we're hoping he lands in a spot where he can be the man from day one. And right now, in my mock draft for Sporting News, I have Najee Harris going to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. So, yeah, that, I think that would be a good pickup for them. I think it's lining up here for the Steelers. I think they're a little bit more content with their offensive line than we think here. Uh, following, moving on from Alejandro Villanueva, the aging left tackle. You also had... Uh, Marquise Pouncey retire here, so a little bit of change up front. They're confident that Zach Banner can get the job done. They have some younger guys. I think they can also target offensive line later. A lot of uh, places have them taking Taven Jenkins, the offense tackle from Oklahoma State. I think he might have played himself to uh, go a few picks earlier to the Titans. That's the, who I have him going to. In our latest mock draft up at Sporting News, they can check out it's a seven-rounder, but... If Harris is going to go in the first round, this is the ideal spot. I mean, a lot of people talked about the Buccaneers, but they brought back Leonard Fournette, then they went out inside Giovanni Bernard. So now they've got some more depth with Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones in the backfield. So the Buccaneers at 32 seem off the table. The Chiefs at 31 don't seem like a fit here with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being signed. I mean, you look at it, the Saints, no. The Packers, no. They've got their guys here late, so that's not going to be a spot. You're not going to have him go to Tennessee. Chicago had David Montgomery emerge. Washington had uh, Antonio Gibson emerge. So, yeah, there's not a lot of great landing spots here for him early in this draft. I mean, you, you look, go down the line, a lot of these teams have feature backs, but the Steelers certainly do not at this point. You can't go into the season with Benny Snell as your top dog here. James Conner was not re-signed, and we'll talk about him a little bit more. That uh, interesting development there that could affect another one of our draft picks we're going to talk about here with where Conner went. But looking at Najee Harris, I want to get him on the field as third downs. I don't care who else you have in your backfield. I don't want to limit Najee Harris to being a power back. I don't want to limit Najee Harris to being a receiving back. I want to get him out there for 20-plus touches per game because I think he's that good. And the Alabama pedigree is there. I think Josh Jacobs is used poorly by the Raiders. In in essence, they try to factor in other guys. Now they brought in Drake there. I think Harris is better than that. He's better than Damian Harris, who went to the Patriots. I think he's limited. He's not going to give you as much in the receiving game. I think he's better than Drake here, who is pretty good all around, does a lot of things well, nothing spectacular, where I think Harris can be spectacular with a high volume in the NFL. So I'm really excited to see where he lands. The Steelers would be so ideal. Getting that offense, they need to lean on the running game more. Connor didn't get the job done post Le'Veon Bell in terms of the durability. I think Harris is a good trend in that direction. We know Harris was a big name in Pittsburgh lore with Franco Harris and what he did in the backfield for them out of uh, Penn State uh, during their Super Bowl dynasty glory days with Terry Bradshaw. So Mike Tomlin Wants to get back to running the ball, playing tough defense. Wants a guy he can trust between the tackles, but also doesn't have to slide out third downs. They've been trying to put together Benny Snell in certain situations and Jalen Samuels, some of these other receivers, uh, the types out of the backfield. So again, Najee Harris to the Steelers would be the ideal landing spot. And maybe we're not talking 
RB2 in that situation, but immediately old school RB1 for a rookie stepping in like we had uh, long ago with Edrin James when uh, the Colts drafted him, he plugged and played him right away, and that's what we're hoping for with Najee Harris ahead of uh, Taylor Swift so we don't have to be patient and wait for him to merge like those guys and get frustrated with those backfields. All right, there's a look at Najee Harris. Uh, yeah, definitely a guy they're going to watch carefully. Again, I have him as my 14th ranked prospect. I think hopefully he goes in the first round and some team finds a need. But the Steelers, I think, are the ideal fit for him. So our next segment, we will break down Travis Etienne of Clemson. He's definitely a special back in his own right. Before we get into him, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. Now, you can look at these. I mean, they're special. Once you take a look at uh, what 1010 has to offer in this uh, special here from Blue Nile, you're just going to be blown away how beautiful and simple these are. Uh, uh, check them out. Uh, great designers such as uh, Lola Fenhurst. So check it out uh, right now and uh, you'll definitely uh, think about it getting for, getting it for someone special in your life. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring, she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. We'll be right back here to break down the second running back on my board for the 2021 NFL Draft, Travis Etienne, Clemson. Alright, let's uh, continue the show, and as we uh, wrap up things on a Friday here, good week of Lockdown Fantasy Football breakdowns for you for the 2020 NFL Draft. More advanced scouting, that's what we do all offseason long here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of your local experts. Follow Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let us uh, continue looking at Travis Etienne, and I really like Travis Etienne as well. I Again, I root for everybody. I'm not putting down one prospect is better than the other. They're just different, and they need to be in the right situations, and we know that for fantasy football. Number one thing we look at is talent. The guy's talented. Both these guys are extremely talented. We just want them to end up in the right situations for fantasy football production. 5'10", 210 pounds for Travis Etienne. What he's known for is that open field quickness, the receiving skills, to change of pace. But I think you look at him, he's run very well. I mean, he's been around in Clemson for a while. He's been a staple of their backfield. We thought he might come out in the 2020 draft. Waited, I think he got a little bit better, polished himself. I know it was a shorter season abbreviated, but he got another year to work with Trevor Lawrence. Great offense with Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell out of the receiving core, so I think it really helped Travis Etienne just become a more well-rounded back. I think it was a very good decision for him using the abbreviated season versus trying to force himself into the draft and uh, maybe have just been limited to a change of pace role. Well, I think right now he has potential workhouse, workhouse qualities. I just don't think he's like a slam dunk as much as Harris. I don't think you want to work, overwork him. I think he's more of a 15-20 to touch game. 
guy where I think you look at uh, Harris, I think he's more 20 to 25. So, but still, Etienne can have a big impact. Some people have compared him to Alvin Kamara, and he could be that type of player for a team. Now, what team has been bothered by Alvin Kamara quite a bit? <laughs> I would say that's the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, they've seen him on the other side for the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta did make a move here in running back as they went from Devontae Freeman. He broke down for them. They tried Todd Gurley last year, but they moved on from Todd Gurley and Brian Hill. So their option right now is Mike Davis. And he had a very good season there, filling in for Christian McCaffrey, who was hurt for the Panthers, showed some juice in the receiving game. But that would say what back is kind of that McCaffrey-Kamara mold where Mike Davis would be a good number two insurance for? You would say that's Travis Etienne. So I have Etienne going in the second round of the Falcons. That's a great spot. I thought before the Buccaneers were a great fit, but then they went out and got Bernard. They kept Fournette, so they got two options in the passing game there with uh, the power of Ronald Jones. So, yeah, the Buccaneers probably are not going to be that interested in Travis Etienne here in the mix. I mean, you look at the teams like the Cowboys and Giants, they're okay. Maybe the Eagles might look at them as a compliment to Miles Sanders, but I don't see that necessarily here. So, again, really tough to find excellent fits for some of these backs. Part of it is a lot of teams secured their backfield here over the last three years with some decent young options. But Atlanta seems to make a ton of sense there. They need to make their offense more dynamic. I think that's going to be the focus of their draft, whether they go for Kyle Pitts there in the first round or stash their high upside quarterback, Trey Lance there. Arthur Smith's in there. He wants a little bit more dynamic issue from the backfield. Etienne's certainly going to provide that. Again, Etienne's not exactly like Derrick Henry, who Arthur Smith called plays for in Tennessee, but that doesn't matter. You don't exactly translate everything you do from one team to another. You adjust the better guys adjust, especially the offensive mind guys like Smith. He was very good at his job. So you come over, uh, again, Etienne certainly has some appeal there. I wouldn't see him in a situation with the Jaguars, but another team that uh, certainly is a possibility for Harris and Etienne is the Jets. I mean, right now, not a lot there in their backfield with Michael Pirine and Ty Johnson, but uh, spoiler alert, I think the Jets will wait and look for a little bit of a sleeper. They did uh, go out and get Tevin Coleman, so Again, some of these veteran back moves are just made for a little bit of a placeholder. And again, we'll get into the James Conner situation in a minute. I don't think that uh, changes things up for another team. But to me, the Steelers are a pretty obvious choice for a back here with the void created by Conner moving on. The Falcons certainly are like that after they gave up on Todd Gurley and uh, looking for that uh, back mix they had at one point with uh, Freeman and uh, Tevin Coleman, who's now again with the Jets. So it comes full circle there with some of these guys and schemes and all that. But uh, Etienne, again, I want to see him get the most possible touches, and I think Atlanta would call for that, where I think he could be more of a workhorse type. I think in a lot of places, you look at him as a potential uh, change of pace back. I don't think he works as well with the Cardinals here because they've got Chase Edmonds, who does a lot of things Etienne does here. And by the way, that's where Connor ended up, but not on a big deal. So that's something to monitor as well. I think Miami is in play. As well for Travis Etienne, they had Miles Gaskin, a bit of a revelation there. They've got an extra picks there, the Dolphins do. So yeah, that's another spot. Miami, the Jets, the Bills have been mentioned quite a bit for Travis Etienne as well. Because they have Devin Singletary, they have Zach Moss, but they've been both been disappointing as later on picks. So maybe the Bills invest a little bit more in running back, maybe even with that late first round pick. If Harris was off the board, they look at Etienne. So certainly these two backs in play for Buffalo, that would take... Their backfield to the next level. Yeah, you look at Buffalo, Pittsburgh, two contenders. They need to 
pick it up. Cleveland has said the backfield, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The Chiefs, you figure with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a feature role. So again, contenders are going to land some of these backs. Typically, we saw that with the Colts last year and uh, the Ravens with uh, Dobbins and Taylor. And uh, we saw a rebuilding team there also on the other side with the Lions uh, get, have a revelation with Swift there in the second half of the season. So I think Etienne is more the Swift option in this draft, while Harris is more the Taylor option in this draft. So I do like Etienne a lot. Again, I want him to maximize his touches, and I just don't want to be him limited. Again, they get it done with Alvin Kamara pretty well in New Orleans with not a lot of high volume. So 15 to 20 touches, I still can get it done. So more of an RB2 for me, depending on the landing spot, no matter what, for Etienne. Well, I think Harris has that RB1 upside immediately if he lands in the right spot and presumably goes ahead of Etienne in this draft. All right, so we broke down Najee Harris. We broke down Travis Etienne. We got one more to talk about my third running back on the board. And this guy has got some first-round buzz as well, so we'll break him down in a moment. But I have to remind you first about Bilt Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. And the improved Bilt Bar is even deliciouser. With 16 flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That goes along with 12 original flavors, including classics such as banana bread, peanut butter, mint brownie, double chocolate, and coconut. And all the bars you get for Bilt Bar, they're protein bars that taste like desserts because they're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All the bars you get from Bilt Bar, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for anyone on a keto diet. Just take their flavor profile of their Cherry Barcia, one of their delicious new flavors. Uh, yeah, it tastes like the dessert, uh, like ice cream, all wrapped into a nice healthy protein bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Once you get your mixed pack of Built Bars and you can try all these flavors, you can pick your flavors, you can get one flavor you like, you get different styles of Built Bar, you have crisps, you have puffs, you have the traditional protein bar. Anything you get from Built Bar is going to be absolutely delicious. And if you need to get more of these built bars or you want to get in on built bars you've heard much about them well it's easy to do that just go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order use the promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com this episode of locked on fantasy football is also brought to you by betonline.ag BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over for now, but NBA, MLB, and the NHL are in full swing. So you can still bet on the basketball and baseball and hockey. And BetOnline even covers award shows, uh, TV shows, and reality TV. So you can check those out as well. We'll have the Academy Awards coming up here soon. So that's another way you can get in on the action at Bet Online. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you imagine. Bet Online is you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just have to use the promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we will wrap up the show. The third back on my list here that we're going to look at is uh, Javante Williams from North Carolina. There's a couple of backs, Javante Williams and Michael Carter, but Williams a little bit ahead on the boards here. We'll talk about him in a moment. We've been talking mock drafts and where I have them on my mock draft at Sporting News. Well, here on the Lockdown Network, we're going mock draft crazy as well. 
April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfor, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, let us uh, close the show here. Javante Williams is our third guy on the list. And again, a lot of people have him creeping into the end of the first round. Again, the needs, I like I like him. I think he's a top 50 prospect for sure. But I think there's a drop-off from Harris to Etienne and then another drop-off from Etienne to Williams, clearly. I mean, I like pedigree and production in my backs, and I get that from Harris. And Etienne, again, North Carolina, two special backs there. Michael Carter, he's a... Uh, more that uh, hammer-type runner here that you look at. Javante Williams, 5'10", 220 pounds. He's got the big power-running attributes at times, and I think this is why he's a little bit better, because he also gives you that elusiveness that you get in a Travis Etienne. Similar build here, can turn the corner. He also can handle himself in the passing game pretty well. I don't think he's as accomplished. Uh, they're solid and fundamental as Harris. I don't think he's necessarily as explosive as Harris, but or as Etienne or Harris, to, for that matter. But I think he has a balance of, of everything that you want in the back that you could certainly put him out there. So, again, he's more of a 15-20 touch back as well. Uh, I I think Michael Carter is also pretty good there from uh, North Carolina. But really, Carter, a little bit more of a straight-up burst home run hitter, not as much size. I think Williams gives you a little bit more well-rounded ability here as a more complete back. I think Carter's going to be a good change of pace, and he's going to be a good power. So give you a little bit of that. We're straight ahead, flying through, and he might be an option there for the Falcons. As we mentioned, he's a style that maybe he's more like Derrick Henry, only a little smaller package here. And all those teams we mentioned for Harrison Etienne, we put in play here. You have the Steelers, you got the Jets, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins. All those teams should be somewhat interested in Javante Williams as well as well as the Falcons, there uh, who might have their eye on Williams instead of Etienne here in a little later pick. So again, I think Williams is going to go no later than the late second round here. So it's all about finding a fit for him. I could also see him maybe going into the Washington backfield where Antonio Gibson they play off him a little bit here. But yeah. Uh, just a good all-round back. Again, Harris and Antion, I think, are a little bit better. Harris all the way up a few notches. But Williams, I don't think, is a major drop-off. And the team I have circled for him, and it comes back to the James Conner signing here. Uh, the Cardinals signed James Conner, but the deal is very minimal. And Conner is not a guy that you can fully trust to stay healthy. You do have Chase Edmonds, and they like him, but he's a change of pace, where I think Williams can be the more of that regular back. So I think Javante Williams... Would be a perfect fit with the Cardinals if that would uh, play out here and, and a good chance for some good fantasy football production. Avoid created by Kenny Drake, lost touches there and what Drake did. So Josh Jacobs is hurt by that, but now the Cardinals have an opportunity here for a back to step up. So I don't think Chase Edmonds is going anywhere as a back, so I think Williams might be a more complimentary approach. So really the teams we're looking for for that regular role, I think right off the bat, are the Steelers, Falcons, and Jets. I think Dolphins and Bills, we have to wait and see. There might be a little competition there. But the Cardinals also have an opportunity here for a back if they draft the right one, who can uh, maybe see some regular touches more in that 20 range than the 15 range here for them in uh, fantasy football. So a lot of excitement here over these backs. 
Again, I like all three of them pretty equally here. I mean, there's a little bit of separation, but part of it, again, I like reliable, productive guys who do it on a big stage, and Harris and Etienne have certainly done that all the way through the college football playoff. Williams, uh, North Carolina's had a lot of offensive talent here. They've had Sam Howell at quarterback, uh, some good receivers in this draft, including uh, Daz Newsom. But, again, I really... Uh, think Williams and Carter are more complimentary type backs. They had a good career together for the Tar Heels. While Harrison Etienne more wore the guys with the other guys being mixed in behind them. But pretty much they were the centerpieces of their offense. And again, there's where the clear separation lies. I think all three of these guys could have very uh, productive careers in the right situation. So again, we know talent, talent is taken care of. It's really about the opportunity and touches for backs. That's what we wait for. Talent is the number one, but touches are a close second when it comes to running backs. Here and uh, hopefully these guys all land. And so again, 20 to 25 for Harris, 15 to 20 for Etienne and Williams make a lot of sense here at the next level. And you want to keep Etienne Williams with slightly smaller backs fresh here. While I think Harris, you can pound a little bit more and he can take it here with his durability that he's shown in his career at Alabama. Yeah, so there you have it. There's a look at my top three running back prospects in the 2020 NFL draft: Najee Harris, Alabama, Travis Etienne, Clemson, and Javante Williams. Of North Carolina. Now uh, we'll kick off uh, next week with a look at the other running backs. So I've got a lot of other running backs that are of note, and we'll go through a lot of them because, uh, again, we'll eventually get a chance to break down their actual teams. But I want to keep you abreast of uh, all the other sleepers that are out there and where they might end up, good systems for them, and uh, some guys that definitely can emerge there on uh, day two and day three of the draft that we're going to target, uh, including. Uh, the aforementioned Michael Carter there. So we'll look at the rest of the running back prospects there on Monday. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Again, if you missed anything on the quarterbacks and wide receivers, check out those shows. Here was a look at running backs. Have a great weekend. Uh, this has been Vinny Iyer for Lockdown Fantasy Football. Have a great weekend and see you on Monday show.